This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. dark side. A Jedi. They're real. The Force. It's calling to you. another episode of Newcomers, and it's me, Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And we're watching Star Wars for the first time, and we're all recording from our own homes at this time due to the coronavirus. Yes, it's Tuesday, March 17th. The world is wild. (laughs) Truly, I mean, how are you doing in your home, Nicole? How's it going? It's going well. Yesterday I had to take a nap because I couldn't stop eating and I don't want to go back to the grocery store yet. Yes, I fully understand that. (laughs) Um, I have been trying to not eat because I don't want to eat all my good stuff. And so I've decided that I only eat when I'm hungry now, um, which is interesting. See, that's smart. I, I could not do that yesterday. I woke up and I was like, huh. Better make some nachos, which is an insane thing to eat in the morning. But I did. And then I was like, well, I better eat some popcorn. Ate some popcorn. It was too much. Yeah. Ooh. But like before we get into the movie that we are that we watched, we have a Huff Goss segment. So people have been tweeting stuff at me about the movies. This person tweeted at me. Darth finds out his kids are alive after A New Hope when Boba Fett tracks down the person who blew up the Death Star. And it's in the comics. So I would never have figured that out. Huh. Okay. Personally, I didn't understand (laughs) what you said. Oh, So that was great, Huff Goss. Um, And yeah, so great. (laughs) Yep. 
Okay, that's that's the hoth gossip today. I think the other hoth gossip is just that uh, we have COVID nineteen ruining our lives, and uh-huh. we also did a um, trailer reaction video for the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Since people were doing that when this movie was coming out, they were making re- reaction videos to the trailer, <sighs> and we decided to make our own uh, based on. I believe Sean Distin suggested that we do that. Yes, that's a great and idea. There is a link. Yes, there's a link to the video in this description of this podcast. So check that out. We have a great guest today. Our guest is a comedian, writer, host of Freedom. He's host of The Neighborhood Listen. He also voices flanks in Star Wars Resistance. It's Paul F. Tompkins. Hi. I wish I could see you guys. No, you don't. Paul, how are you? I'm I'm well, but I, I this is very strange and weird. Why do you say that, Lauren? Well, I look like travel, Lauren, and you've seen enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've seen travel, Lauren, more than regular Lauren. What does travel, Lauren, look like? Nicole, she wears glasses. Well, it's like workout pants, big sweatshirt, (gasps) glasses. I don't have my glasses glasses. on right now because, um, long story. It's not a long story, but... (laughs) Oh, you know, my hair's in a braid. I I feel like the thing is with the glasses is like I have really poor vision. (laughs) And so when I wear my glasses, my brain has to like adjust to a different type of vision than my contact lenses. Ah. And so it's really um, I get headaches really easily from switching back and forth between them. So today I'm doing contacts. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. Anybody else have glasses on? I have glasses on right now. I just I have glasses on right now. Wow, look at us, three little people who cannot see. (laughs) So all of you, you guys have been just like cooped up at home. All right, well, we watched, yeah, yeah. we watched, um, I don't, oh wait, what did you say? We Were we at home? I think it's something to the audience. What did you say? No, I was just saying, so are you guys, (laughs) I just said, are you guys cooped up at home? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's so hard to to not look at your guys' faces. Wait, can you see I us? Know. Oh. I think that I no. <laughs> You're saying because you can't see us. I thought for some reason Nicole had access to video that we did not have. Yeah, I was like, uh oh. Paul, I'm in your house currently. I'm in both your homes. That's a violation. Sorry, social distancing. Okay, I interrupt you, Lauren. We watched what did we watch? Today we watched, uh, today, I watched it two weeks ago. We've had a lot of rescheduling and then this happened. So, um, but we watched, we're going to be discussing Star Wars episode seven, The Force Awakens. Is that right? Episode seven? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Episode seven. It was released December 18th, 2015. J.J. Abrams was at the helm. He wrote it with Lawrence Kardashian. Nope. Cash Dan. (laughs) And Michael Arden. Oh, so boy. okay, we have a we have a full plot we need to go into because this movie I th- I enjoyed it I really did I thought there was a lot to uh, to to uh, follow in this movie in a way that was easier for me than others but the story still is very um, intense and layered so shall I walk you through a little bit of the first part we can talk about it and Paul before we start can you tell us a little bit about your history with Star Wars and like your feelings about. Um, watching this movie again. Yes. Uh, Like Andy Daly, I grew up seeing these movies in the theaters. Star Wars, when it, when it, the original Star Wars, when it came out, New Hope was a huge, huge deal for me as it was for all my little children buddies. And I've been a big fan of the franchise. I feel like as much as it has meant to me though, I, I don't, get as attached to it as some people do. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm more forgiving. I, I did not like the prequels when they came out and I didn't even watch, uh, revenge of the Sith in the theater. Um, but I revisited them all recently as a, as a, as a result of you guys doing this podcast it was much more forgiving of them in, in, uh, upon viewing them, but also understanding why, I didn't like them as much. Like I had a better understanding of why they didn't work for me, mm-hmm. um, which I think has a lot to do with the, with the performances, which has to do with the direction. 
and I feel like the 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 actors in the movie in the prequels were done a disservice by the direction um, because you, we've seen pretty much all of these people in other movies doing better acting than this, and it it really goes to show how important a director is in in the in the process of film, um, no matter how good the direct how good the actors are, and I think that one of the things about star Wars is that you can buy a lot more of what's happening. If the people in it, uh, seem to be connected and committed, uh, and, and alive in the movie. Okay. I, that makes sense. I agree. I mean, I think we've, <laughs> with the previous films, we've struggled a lot with the acting. Um, yes. Specifically Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. We kind of went off on his ass. Yeah. But, I do feel like this one, I was into a lot of the people. I don't know. I was like kind of um, able. Part of it is that it looked so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been kind of angry at the look of things. I think everyone's good in this movie. I thought I really enjoyed the performances, especially the people that I had not seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of nice, too, because I wasn't totally familiar with everyone. I was familiar with no one except for Princess Leia. I was like, oh, I know her. And then Luke Skywalker at the end where he's just in on a mountain just waiting. That was weird for me. But um, I liked Poe. I liked I call him Clucklow Ren, but I, I like Kylo. Kylo was good. Uh, Homegirl, who's like the lead of the movie. She was a little boring for me. Oh. Right. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I feel like there wasn't enough going on with her. But I did like I liked watching her enough that uh, it worked for me. I mean, we had like such a rough time with Hayden Christensen that like mm-hmm. I feel like everything is a step up. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, truly everything. I'm a big fan of the the character of Ray. I loved her right away and I think that it is a tribute to her as an actor because she's not given a whole lot. Like w- one of the things that that bugs me about this movie, although I I When I first saw it, it was very exciting. Um, I really enjoyed it. I saw it like opening night or something at the Chinese theater. Um, And then I went a few weeks later. Who did you go with? I went with Matt Gorley and James Bladen from Super Ego. And we're all big Star Wars fans and and we really enjoyed it. And then as it sort of receded in my memory, there were things about it that I, that I didn't like it, it, it did that thing where a lot, where they if they do a new version of a franchise or or add something to it years later where they just try to reinterpret the original roles and then make it like now she's him and he's her and you know what i mean like they just take like the, right. the ideas of the original roles and then just like mix them around and it felt very fan servicey in that way to me but then when i rewatched it recently i liked it a lot more than i remembered liking it I thought it was fun and I liked, what's his name, Finn? I liked Finn and Ray together, but I think you're right. I think maybe I, why I didn't like Ray is because she didn't have enough to do. And she was just kind of like, like, I don't know, just whimpering around and waiting on Jakku for whoever. But I liked her when she was held captive by Clucklow and <laughs> she was like, take me out of these restraints. And I was like, ooh, that's pretty badass. And then I was like, ooh, ooh she got the force. And then that made me excited. What about when she rescued little BB-8 when he was uh, trapped in the desert? Well, okay, yes. <laughs> okay. We should start with right. a little bit with the plot, set things up a little bit. Let's set the scene. Let's talk about BB-8. I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit of this plot and um and we'll talk about it, okay? 30 years after the Galactic Civil War, the First Order has risen from the fallen Galactic Empire and seeks to eliminate the New Republic. The resistance, backed by the Republic and led by General Leia Organa, opposes the First Order. <laughs> Leia searches for her brother, Luke Skywalker, who has gone missing. That's Leia's last name? Yeah. I guess. Oh. She took the name of her adoptive father, Bail Organa. Oh, okay. On the desert planet Jakku, resistance pilot Poe Dameron receives a map to Luke's location from Lor San Tekka. Stormtroopers commanded by Kylo Ren raid the village and capture Poe while Kylo's kills Santeca. Poe's droid BB-8 escapes with the map and encounters a scavenger named Ray. Kylo tortures Poe using the force and learns of BB-8. Okay, now let's talk about BB-8. Now BB-8 rolled into the scene mm-hmm. and I will tell you, I thought 
He was cute. BB-8 <laughs> is a star. I love he him. He's adorable. The first time I ever, I saw like two seconds of him in the first preview trailer of this movie. And I was like, who's that? I, I love him. He is the absolute best. Yeah. I, I also thought his name was BB-8 Ball. <laughs> Tons of personality. He's got a crack lighter. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. When he has a crack lighter <laughs> from his BB-8 ball. Yeah, remember he does like a he does like a thumbs up, <laughs> and everyone does crack off him. That part was weird. It's implied. It's totally implied by everyone's behavior. So Kylo tortures Poe using the Force and learns of BB-8. Stormtrooper FN two one eight seven, disillusioned by the First Order, frees Poe, and they escape in a stolen Tie Fighter. So that is um. That is that guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar, yeah. So they they're flying together, and he names. He learns that FN two one eight seven has no name, so he names him Finn. This is so hard. <laughs> the, the timing on this this will be the most horrible podcast. Okay, here's what I think we should do. I'm gonna read a little more, and then everyone can talk amongst ourselves here. Okay, so. <laughs> He names him Finn, and then they head to Jakku to retrieve BB-8. They're shot down by a First Order Star Destroyer and crash land. Finn survives and assumes that Poe died in the crash. He encounters Rey and BB-8, but the First Order tracks them and launches an airstrike. Rey, Finn, and BB-8 steal the Millennium Falcon and escape the planet. They did a good job. They Yeah, that's a very <laughs> good uh, review or uh, overview. But when, okay, when that thing crashed... And then Poe got all swallowed up and then Finn was just like, oh, I guess my friend is now in the sand. And then he just left. I was like, you should have tried a little harder to see if he was dead or not. (laughs) He didn't even look once. He didn't even glance. He was just like, well, that's that. No, he just took his jacket. (laughs) Took his jacket and moved on. To be fair, when that TIE fighter got swallowed up by the sand, it looked pretty definitive. I guess. But like to take a dead man's jacket? I think it's that's a good jacket. Up. Yeah, it was pretty cruel. I would have left the jacket. I would have been like, my friend is dead. The jacket looked really good on him, though. It did. It fit like a glove. It fit perfectly. And I have questions about that. Same. How did it fit so perfectly? They're different size men. But Finn was a stormtrooper. <laughs> how did, like, when did he, di- I don't get how he, like, left the First Order, which is truly real Nazi-like. But, like, how did he, like, become, sit like, I don't get it. Like, did he just wake up one day and he said, I'm, I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really understand that either. It felt like he, he decided he wasn't, he didn't believe in what they were talking about and he was going to like do his own thing. But why? Yeah. And then Kylo felt it. Yeah. He felt it. He was like, wait, somebody, somebody thinks this is not cool. <laughs> the, the question for me was, okay, if he is from what I, understood before was like the stormtroopers sort of evolved out of the clones, right? From the prequels. That's what I, that's what I kind of put together. So then how come he's not a clone and why is he the only person in the entirety of this empire who's like, you know what? I don't agree with this. (laughs) Everyone else is totally fine to shoot into innocent people and kill them. And then he's the one guy who's like, "Ah, this is, like, what was that? Was that the line? And was there other stuff that they were doing where he was like, no, this is fine. I agree with this. But like politically, I'm fine with right. doing this. You know, it 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 brings up all these questions that we're also being told are never going to be answered because, uh, th- you know, th- there's going to be two more movies and then it's going to be over. I mean, those are very good questions. Totally. Now, wait, were you shocked when... Han Solo appeared. No, I knew he was going to be in it. Oh, you did? I didn't think he was going to be there. I was shocked. Oh, yeah. There were trailers that had him in it. I was surprised. Uh, Ron, that's so great. I Maybe I we wish, saw that and we forgot. I wish I'd had that experience. That's fucking awesome. I gasped. He was on my screen. What a huge reveal. He was on my screen and I truly was like, oh, it's Han Solo. <laughs> You guys are so lucky. I had the exact same thing. I was like, this is so awesome. Chewbacca's back. Yes, I was also like, Chewbacca. And then I was like, oh, I don't think Harrison Ford wanted to be in this movie. (laughs) Well, do you know what's really insane? And I still, I I have the worst memory, I think, because 
Mike, um, when this movie came out, Mike made a T-shirt that said Han Solo dies just to like <gasps> fuck with people as he walked around town. And as he walked around I, town. <laughs> but he was always like afraid. He like never wanted to like actually take his sweatshirt off or whatever because people got like upset about it because it's like a spoiler. But I still knew that and didn't remember that and then when he then he goes oh it's like my t-shirt and I go he's gonna die <laughs> and he's like oh come on so I really just don't retain anything when he died I was truly shook I was like this franchise does not give one shit about killing off the people you like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was genuinely um uh startling to me I don't think I knew beforehand and to actually, even if I did though, I think to actually see it was really, uh, uh, you know, as somebody who's been watching these movies since I was literally a child, it was crazy to see that happen, um, and and really kind of upsetting. But I, I got that. But then, of course, instantly there's like the business side of it where I'm sure Harrison Ford was like, "I'll do, I'll do one. I'm not going to do three more. I'll do this <laughs> right. if you kill me." I'll do one if you kill me in it. Yeah, make me die. Some fan asked him if he would come back as a uh, as a Han Solo ghost, and now I get why. I did not understand that. I was like, why would he be a ghost? Yeah. But now I get it. Because he did. <laughs> this is, like, not as important as that, but what did you guys think about the guy who was, like, one quarter portion? <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, giving her like the portions of the shit. The like guy who was trying to buy BB-8. Yes. I thought he he was was literally insane. You're talking about Unkar Plutt, of course. What's his name? Yes. Unkar Plutt. Oh, how could I forget Unkar Plutt? (laughs) Exactly. And you know who played him? Now, what was he? And they were being fed like little goo balls. What? Uh, Simon Pegg played Unkar Plutt. Oh, when I was, when I was, I forgot that when I was rewatching it, I had the same thought I had when I saw it the first time, which was, I thought it was (laughs) Mr. Carson from Downton Abbey. And (laughs) I was relieved that my wife saw the same, thought the same thing. Cause she was, she was wandering through the room when I was rewatching it. She said, is that Carson from Downton Abbey? Um, So I think they missed a real opportunity (laughs) to put him in there. Mm. I did not like Unkar Plutt. I thought he was very, very mean. But you know who I liked? New Yoda. Mas Katana. <laughs> or I don't, Mas Canata. Mas Canada? I like. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, that character, I was like, that's who I would play in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're She's fully like a little, right. little, little rat with glasses. I, mean, I was like, yep, that's me. I love it. I also got to say, there were some real hot daddies in this movie. Oscar Isaac. You got uh, Adam from Girls. uh, You got Finn. Ooh, wee. And then General Hux. Okay, I know. I know he's evil, but like, give it to me, daddy. (laughs) General Hux. Wait, literally, Nicole, Donald Gleason is my crush. My celebrity crush. crush. So when he appeared. Are you serious? Yes, I'm obsessed with him. He is my crush. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, so when he appeared this, in this, this movie, I was like, this oh no, he looks ugly. I don't like his hair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like his hair. I didn't like the way he like held his mouth, but I was like, I still forgive you. <laughs> I love you. No, and I was like, you're still the hottest. I, I mm-hmm. did not recognize him at first when I saw this movie. And I think uh, when I rewatched it, I think he's parting his hair on a different side to play this one character. Oh, <laughs> I think he is because I didn't recognize him right away either. And then I got excited when I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to IMDB it because I was like, is that Madame Hall? And then it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you seen the kitchen, Lauren? No. Okay. Just watch it for him. He plays a sociopath and it's so hot. Wow. Ooh, okay. Well, I got time. I love him. This is the first time I've seen him play a bad guy <laughs> that I, that I can recall. So I'm, I'll check out this kitchen. Well, wait, Nicole, have you seen About Time? Of course, a hundred times. I I love him in it. He's so sweet, so kind. And all I want to be is Rachel McAdams. Same. Where like a man just goes back in time to fall in love with me. It's so magical. (laughs) I'm 
I'm now just looking at pictures of him on my computer. <laughs> He's the best. <gasps> You're right. His hair is parted on the different side if I think about him. Yeah, I think so. Start thinking about him. <laughs> I'm thinking about him now. And I like a left part. Oh, and Nicole, I want to tell Hi. you how to pronounce his name because someone corrected me because I talked about him on a podcast on Freedom probably. And they're like, if you're if he's your crush, you don't even know how to say his name. Okay. It's Donald, like Donald with no D. Oh, whoops. I've been saying it wrong for a very long time. I've been saying Domnall. Oh, I call him Dom Hall, which, and now I'm looking at it very stupid. I switched the H and the N. So it's Donald. I feel like anybody can be forgiven for mispronouncing his name here. Because, uh, you know, we don't we don't live in Ireland and he's literally no. the only famous person with that name that I can point to. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't say movie credits out loud. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they Thank don't. You. They, should. they should. At the end, they should int- like a like a curtain call. They did it in the end of the bad seed, I think. <laughs> the bad seed. Yeah, man. Don't judge it. Well, he's not officially <laughs> married, so I have a chance. Oh, Nicole, you got to get in oh, there. Oh, yeah, get him. You got to get in there. Okay. If anyone has connections to him, tell him I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in my house. I'm quarantined. He could come on over. Um, okay, I guess we should talk more about this movie. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to um, read the next part of the sure. thing? Yes. Okay. So then the Falcon is discovered and boarded by Han Solo and Chewbacca. Gang seeking to settle debts with Han. Han's attack. And then the group escapes on the Falcon in a very exciting little chase scene. And I really liked it. Okay. So at the First Order Starkiller base, the planet converted into a super weapon. Supreme Leader Snork, who I... It's if, if uh, I if I may, it is it is Snoke. <laughs> it's not. Oh fuck! I did not like that dying thing. I hated him. And then Snook is <laughs> better than Snork. <laughs> Snook Snork. Snook's, yeah, well, from uh, Jersey Shore. Snook Snork Snooky allows General Hux Snooky. to use the weapon for the first time. Snooky questions <laughs> Kylo's ability to deal with emotion relating to his father Han Solo who Kylo states means nothing to him. Um, every interaction between Snooki and everybody is so... We- like, who is him? Who Who is he, him? This is who, the thing. Who is him? It's like he's he's essentially the new emperor, and, and this is where... This is the kind of thing that bugs me, is that they made up this character to just serve that exact purpose. We've never heard of this person. They don't really give him any backstory. He's just this dude who is just like the emperor now. And I don't get why it's just, it's just a, a a weird side by side, you know, version of the original star Wars to have this character in there. And it bothered me. Like I, it, it, and it's also, it also bothered me that it's, it's a completely CGI character. It's not an act, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's Andy Serkis is playing the, the role, but it's a, it's another cartoon he guy. He is. Yeah. He can do it all, baby. He's always, no, he has been someone, and I've mentioned this somewhere before for sure, but he's so interesting to me because I only know him from 13 going on 30. <laughs> right. Where he's like the boss. <laughs> right. And then I found out that he like does all these insane characters. And I was like, so intrigued by that. Yeah. He's had a very interesting career. I don't think I know who this person is. He was the bad guy in um, Black Panther. So he plays like King Kong. Oh, he's like Gollum. Okay. He was yes, Gollum. He's great. He was in all the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. Wow. What a It's crazy because apparently career. he's very good with his body. Oh, yeah. I wish people said that about me. <laughs> Oh, I think they do. (laughs) (laughs) The word is out, Nicole. On that note, we have to take a break. We'll be back with more Paul F. Tompkins after this. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Wow, we're back from that break. What a treat. Did everyone have a treat? That was a great break. Did you have a quarantine treat during the break? A little quarantine. I had a little quarantini, (laughs) which is vodka and emergency. I had quarantoni, which is some some pasta. (laughs) I had quarantini, which is little teeny tiny miniature snacks. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, you already said teeny. I had Corin it's Tooney, okay. which is uh Looney Tunes. All right, fuck it. Ooh. <laughs> all right, fine. We all did so well. <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think I've so- been dumber in the four days I've been alone. <laughs> oh, I fully agree. I'm I don't even know what anything is anymore. I'm like, what's happening? Um, okay, so aboard the Falcon, Hans determines that BB-8 Ball's map is incomplete. He then explains that Luke attempted to rebuild the Jedi Order, but exiled himself when Apprentice turned to the dark side, destroyed the temple, and slaughtered the other apprentices. That's so fucked up. The crew travels to the planet Dakota and meets with Katina owner Maz, Maz Katanta, <laughs> who offers assistance in getting BB-8 Ball to the Resistance. 
Ray is drawn to the force uh, to a secluded vault where she finds a lightsaber that once belonged to Luke and his father, Anakin Skywalker. She's got a whole bunch of disturbing visions, and then she flees into the woods, confused and terrified. Maz gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. The, the whole, like, the vision thing, that was, like, very intense. And I was like, what the fuck happening? And then I was like, is Ray Luke's daughter? Did Luke have kids? Yeah, I was so confused by this and scared. And um, my notes yes. uh, were that this was a nightmare land. And she opens that box. Like when she, this, is, <laughs> this is a nightmare land. Make a note of this, nightmare land. <laughs> so, it was, so that was very uh, intense. And yes, so the lightsaber mm-hmm. is calling to her. And so I had a lot of questions. I was wondering what's happening? Why does it mean something to her? What's her connection? But we still don't know. She's okay. So she, this is when she goes to the the woods, right? And she encounters. Oh no, mm-hmm. something else happens before that. But so she ends up encountering um, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. who doesn't look like a combination of Hans and Leia. <laughs> Not at like all. this casting was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do these white people had a but Jewish he does kid? Look like Darth Vader under the head. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like his head looks like a Darth Vader head. What, can I ask you to expand on that? <laughs> okay, so I will. So you see how his hair is like a black outline and looks like a helmet oh, in the picture we're giving? I see. Okay, all right. He looks oh, like the okay. shape of the Darth Vader head. And then his <laughs> eyes, you know. Maybe that's what casting was going for. They were like, we want him to look like he's wearing the helmet when it's off. Just a suggestion of the helmet. Yeah. But also, why does he wear the helmet? His face isn't chewed up bubblegum. He's got no, like, nothing's wrong with his face. I, it's, I guess it's just of the the worship of Darth Vader because he keeps the old messed up mask in his room. <laughs> so he can look Which at it. Which is so wild. Yeah. yeah. It's his grandpa. So it's his weird. grandpa. Imagine worshiping your grandpa like that. My grandpa's <laughs> mean. Like, what the fuck? Like, my grandpa's mean to me. Like, <laughs> My grandfathers both died before I was born, and I have no frame of reference for them at all. I mean, same wow. with Ky- Kylo. Right? I don't have, like, my grandpa's old hat or something that I keep on a little altar. <laughs> but you could. You could start that. But you know what, Nicole? Like, having just watched the um, holiday special, I feel like every time I see Chewie now, I'm like, oh, he's got a whole family. He's got a dad. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. yeah. Yes. So, and then, like, him like him watching Han Solo die. I was like, this is really traumatic for Chewie. That's his best oh, friend. Yeah. So and then he's don't you feel like he bounced back really quickly? I felt he did bounce back quick. But I was all I could think about was like he's gonna have to go home and tell his family about this. Like they love mm-hmm. Hans too. He like goes off with Hans. He almost missed Life Day because he was out with Hans. So like he's gonna go back and tell Itchy and the others. That Hans is dead. Lumpy. Maybe they'll be glad. Someone They're like this. Oh, because he'll be yeah. home more. This guy like took took he took you away from us. I can't be upset that he's gone. I understand he's your friend <laughs> and you have to grieve, but I'm not going to grieve for your friend Han Solo. <laughs> you might be right. Who Maybe knows? we can't understand but, them <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, it's true. I want to do a fuck Mary kill that somebody sent me on Twitter. With Lumpy, Chewbacca, and Itchy. Lumpy's the kid, Chewbacca's Chewbacca, and Itchy is the dad. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Well, I'm going to fuck Chewbacca, I'm going to kill Itchy, and I'm going to marry Lumpy because he's underage, and I don't want to kill him or fuck him. Oh, wow. I kind of went the wrong way with mine then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> oh, no. I've made a moral mistake. Uh <laughs> Okay, what's yours? Well, mine is fuck Chewbacca because it seems like the most sexual. (laughs) And then marry, um, wait, no, maybe I said marry Chewbacca. No, that's what I said. Marry Chewbacca, fuck Lumpy, (laughs) kill Itchy. Okay. Yeah? I think think it's okay. I think it's fine because it's all hypothetical. What about you, Paul? Well, I mean... Do you want us to put Mala into No, it? come on. His wife. What if I were that uptight? What if I were that uptight? Put a girl one in. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm gay. 
Um, <laughs> Just because I'll fuck Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lumpy is the kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have to, I guess I have to marry Lumpy um, because I, uh, and we would have a sexless marriage. <laughs> um <laughs> I would, I would fuck Chewbacca and I would kill Itchy. Yeah, we're all gonna kill Itchy. Fuck Itchy. Itchy's an abusive grandfather. So rude. He's terrible. I, if if I if it were a slightly different, if Lumpy were older, I would marry Chewbacca because I love him. Same, same. I agree. He's a good. He's a good. I was gonna say he's a good person. He's a good yeah. being. He's a good soul. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Loyal, wonderful, tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got all his hair. <laughs> He's got more than we need. <laughs> I wonder if Chewbacca would let me like use some of his hair for my like weaves. That would be gorgeous. What do you think he would donate to Locks of Love? Like just naturally, like if you brushed him out, if you brushed him out, would there be enough hair to donate? Absolutely, at least for like a a child size wig. <laughs> He could do a lot of good. Mm-hmm, I agree. Do you think he smells bad when he gets wet? Yeah. He probably smells like a dog. Right? <sighs> what if he smells better? Huh. Who knows? What if he smells good? What if he has a natural <laughs> perfume that emits? Yeah, water hits him. He starts smelling like a real bouquet. <laughs> we don't know. Yet we have no clue. And we'll never know. We have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> We have to take a break. Okay. Okay, so where where are we in this? Uh... So we're at the Star Killer base destroys the new republic and its fleet. The first order attacks Takoda in search of BB-8 ball, Hans and Chewbacca and Finn they're saved by the resistance X-wing fighters led by Poe who survived the crash and I was very excited about that. So Leia arrives at Takanda with C-3PO and reunites with Hans. And they have been, like, on the rocks. It was, like, really tense when they saw each other. Meanwhile, right? I was like, oh, my God, what on earth happened? But anyway, meanwhile. And then that's when we realized that they're Kylo's dad, right? Or maybe I was supposed to know that before. I think that's kind of where you figure it out. I didn't know before. Me neither. But I think that's where you figured out. So then Kylo captures Rey, takes her to Star Killer Base, and then she resists his mind reading attempts. And then Snooki orders Kylo to bring Rey to him. And then discovering she could use the Force, Rey escapes using a Jedi mind trick on the guard, which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah, yes. that was a really, that was a really, it was, to, for me, it was like, that was a, a very cool moment, but it was also, how does she know to do this? Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, like she, like the idea of, cause we're, we're, we've established, we're living in the, in the future that's past. We've gone past the original, um, uh, trilogy of movies. So this is, this is, you know, 20 years, whatever, 30 years after that. So people don't even, people have forgotten so much of, of what happened. They forgot. They don't know if, if Luke Skywalker is a real person. <laughs> they, the, like the force is like maybe a thing that not people, people aren't even aware of anymore. So it did seem like, I guess we're supposed to believe this is just innate in her. She just, it's just in there, you know, because she's, she's born a Jedi or right. whatever. Um, but it, it, I don't know. There, there was a lot of stuff like that in this movie that, I think this movie was really entertaining and fun, but there were a lot of logic things with it. If you already know the story where you're saying, what's going, I don't understand why this is this. I feel like you're doing a shortcut because you know that I know about this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder why they didn't start the movie with like Kylo rebelling and becoming Mm -hmm. Kylo because I was like, that's interesting to see him rebel against uh, Luke and then we could figure out, like, right. maybe him rebelling against Luke caused a rift between Hans and Leia. Uh, yeah, like, I, that whole backstory, I was like, that's more, that's interesting. That would have been really cool to see. Here's the problem, though, is that this movie is 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 the first Star Wars movie after uh, Revenge of the Sith, where we saw that happen. So I think they realized, well, we can't, we can't just have this same story back to back, so we'll just 
We'll just allude to it, the exact same story. But if we show it, that'll be too obvious. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at the resistance base on Dakar, 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 BB-8 finds R2-D2, who has been inactive since Luke's disappearance. As Starkiller base prepares to fire once more, the resistance devises a plan to destroy it by attacking the main facility. Using the Falcon, Han, Chewbacca, and Finn infiltrate the facility, find Rey, and plant explosives. Han confronts Kylo and implores him to abandon the dark side. Kylo seems to consider this, but ultimately refuses and kills his father. This scene was insane. Truly. I hate it. It was very it. intense. It was very intense. Devastated, Chewbacca shoots Kylo and sets off the explosives, allowing Poe to attack and destroy the base's thermal oscillator. I was truly like blown away that he killed him. I, it was insane. Well, when he like grabbed that lightsaber, I was like, ooh, Hans, this is a trap. You better turn around. You better walk away. That might be your son, but I think he's going to kill you. And then when he killed him, I was like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I was so upset. And then he fell down and I was like, so we're never going to recover his body. He's never going to get a proper funeral. Oh, boy. I was very upset. I know. I hated that. I hated that he didn't get to get like a proper burial or anything. Yeah, he just falls into a big void. Yeah. But I guess that was just so like, maybe he'll come back. But probably not. He got a lightsaber right through the middle of his body. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) There was no mistaking what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, he real dead. How did you feel about R2-D2 with a tarp on him? Oh, I didn't like that, but I was so happy when he popped back to life. I know, but I like that he was yeah. he shut down because Luke leaves, and they're like, well, I don't know, let's put a tarp over him. <laughs> like, in case we want to do stuff around here, we don't want to get him dirty. Or It is know. like it's, what I had to do with my Furby when um I wanted to stop talking. <laughs> I put, You had to like put it in a bag so it would go to sleep, and then I like threw it in my closet. <laughs> God, that's they kept talking, man. No matter what, they had a whole life. That sounds terrifying. My Furby wouldn't stop talking. It's truly a horror movie. <laughs> it was terrifying, and they'd be like, "Look in your closet!" Like, no. Did they say? Did Furby say words, or they just said nonsense talk? I think it was Furbish. I think they said full words. Oh, <laughs> they spoke Furbish. Furbish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Forgive me. I I didn't mean to diminish an entire <laughs> culture. <laughs> okay. So then the injured Kylo pursues Finn and Ray into the woods. Finn fights Kylo with the lightsaber to protect Ray before Kylo knocks him unconscious. Ray takes the lightsaber and channels the force to defeat Kylo in a duel. I was like, how does she know how to use this? Anyway, they are then separated by a fissure as the planet surface begins to splinter. That was cool. That was very cool. And yeah. I was a little confused. I was like, wait a minute, did Kylo go down into the the like the abyss? But then I was like, oh no, he's on the other side. Then Snooky orders Hux to evacuate and bring Kylo to him to complete his training, which is like very ominous. I was like, what the fuck does that mean to complete? He's already very bad. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chewbacca rescues Rey and unconscious Flynn, and they escape aboard the Falcon. As the resistance forces flee, Starkiller base implodes on Dakar, Dakar, Leia, Rey, and Chewbacca mourn Han's death. Uh, R2-D2 awakens and reveals the rest of the map, which Rey uses to find the oceanic planet Achutu in the Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that word coming, and I was like, how is she going to say it? Better than I could have imagined. <laughs> How do you say it? I don't know. <laughs> Where is it? Let me find it. How, how is it spelled? Ach to. A-H-C-H dash T-O. A-H-C-H. Yeah, Achutu. Yeah. Achutu. Achutu. And then this last scene is so wild on Achutu where it's just like, her handing him the lightsaber, him turning around and just staring at her. She never puts her arm down. And then they do a pan in like a drone, like around them with her arm just out. And I was like, 
the next movie better pick up with her arms still out and saying words. Yes. Now, have you watched the next movie? No, not yet. No. All right. Well, you will see. You'll see what happens. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> but that is a long time to be hol- holding your arm out while with something presumably that has some weight to it. Yeah. These handles are probably pretty oh, heavy. Yeah. I really liked that ending though. I thought that was exciting that like that moment was happening. It was, it was kind of cool to see Mark Harmon and have that moment with Mark him. Mark <laughs> 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 Who's Mark Harmon? From summer school. <laughs> I think he was on St. Elsewhere. I forget. Yeah, I think he was on St. Elsewhere. And now he's on uh, um, like Navy NCIS oh yeah, or some yes. shit. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Here's some trivia, okay, about this movie. Mm -hmm. George Lucas, while maintaining that he was at peace relinquishing his material, admitted to having mixed feelings before seeing the film, likening the experience to attending an ex-wife's wedding. Mm. I get that. Me too. Yeah. Also, Daniel Craig happened to be in the Pinewood lot preparing for that James Bond movie. I can't say that. What is that? Spectre? Spectre. Mm -hmm. And Abrams heard he was a big Star Wars fan, so he offered him a role of a stormtrooper. What a get. That stormtrooper's name is FN007. Ew. Oh, I get <laughs> it. Oh, come on. I get it. What fun they have. But did he like show up and like be a stormtrooper? He was the one that that uh Ray uses the the Jedi mind trick on to get oh, to release. Oh, so it was truly just a one-day shoot. Yeah. Okay. Ray's outfit is inspired by early drawings from Star Wars concept artist Ralph McQuarrie for Luke Skywalker at a point when he and George Lucas were playing with the idea of making Luke a woman. Oh. oh I've never heard that before. That's cool. That's interesting. When Finn asks Ray of Hans if he is the Hans Solo, he replies, I used to be, which is a reply Ford himself regularly uses when fans ask him if he's Harrison Ford. <laughs> Oh my God, I love how weird he is. Me too. <laughs> He's awesome. I've I've loved him forever. I've loved him forever. I got to meet him one time um, after doing, there, <laughs> there was something called the Young Hollywood Awards that, do you remember Movie Line Magazine? Yes. yes. It was like Movie Line Magazine and AMC when AMC was a brand new thing. Um, and they did something called the Young Hollywood Awards. And I- had to do like a little comedic um, uh, bit, like a little speech or whatever. And when I left, I was walking outside and um, in the lobby, Harrison Ford was just standing there waiting for uh, Callista Flockhart to get out of the bathroom mm-hmm. or whatever. He just was wow. like some dude standing there. And um, I never, ever do this. And I went up to him and I said, hey, I just want to tell you that I'm a, a a huge fan and I always have been. And he, I was so scared because I thought there's no way he's going to be nice. <laughs> and he'll, yeah. th- this is like a guy who will say, well, you fuck off. I'm waiting for my wife. Um, and he got this big smile on his face and he shook my hand and said, Hey, you're really funny. And I almost, I almost fainted. <laughs> it was so exciting. That's amazing. It was that. the best possible way it could have gone. Uh, what a treat. Yeah, that's really good. I'm so glad to know that he's not an asshole. Yeah, I think he just like likes being a dick sometimes. Yeah, I think it's fun for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes to get high and, and, be a, and be a jerk for fun. Because, I mean, there are enough people talking to him all the time. Like, you're going to have times where you just want to fuck with people and just go mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, go to hell. Yeah. I think he also knows like pe- people will take it from me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, he's they won't likeable. be mad. They won't be mad. They'll they'll kind of think it's funny. Yeah, Harrison Ford could spit in my face and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'd love it if that happened just for the story, yeah, right? for you, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> Harrison Ford spit me. in my face. Harrison Ford slit my throat. <laughs> it was so awesome. It was no, J.J. Abrams' idea. It. <laughs> it was J.J. Abrams' idea to give BB-8 this name because he thought he looked like a B and an 8. I don't think he looks like a B. He doesn't look like a B. I don't know. Oh, like like the insect? Maybe like the insect. Oh, oh no. baby. He looks like an, like an... I thought it was BB-8 ball because it was like a ball. <laughs> an 8 ball literally is like related to drugs. It is. And also to pool. 
Let's, let's not forget the no April. Probably the most famous association. No, Paul. And eight ball is drugs. Don't forget the eight ball is black magic. <laughs> it predicts the future. Mark Hamill claimed George Lucas nonchalantly told him over lunch a new Star Wars trilogy was going to be made by Disney, and if he did not want to be involved, Luke Skywalker would simply be written out of the script. However, Hamill pre- immediately agreed to reprise the role. Hamill admitted, however, that he pretended to also be nonchalant about it, so he didn't seem like he was excited for the role. He also said within five seconds, Carrie exclaimed she'd do it and asked if there was a part for her daughter. Oh. Aw. That's, That's great. Sweet. I love that. After he was cast, Oscar Isaac revealed to J.J. Abrams that his uncle is a huge Star Wars fan. Abrams then asked if he would be interested in appearing in one of the films as an extra. Isaac's uncle quickly agreed and appeared as one of the villagers during the opening sequence on Jakku. That's cute. The fuck? I mean, how how does anyone outside of that circle get cast in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> like, it just seems like people are putting their friends in all these costumes. I like, know. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Let somebody let somebody else in. What are we, what are you putting people's uncles in this for? He's not an actor. My uncle likes it. Like it's like everyone's <laughs> uncle likes it. I wish that's how the like world worked. Like imagine that's how you got acting parts because you were like, I don't know, I like this, and they're like, cool, you can be in it. <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan. I know. Can I uh, can I be in your show? Sure. Yeah. Of Doesn't course. that happen to you sometimes? Like, do you have any family or something where they go like? Why don't you do like a Marvel movie or something? It's like, because that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, also. I didn't just go like, oh, I want to. Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader voice BB-8. I didn't know that. There are some videos of um, them talking about coming up, like voicing it. So essentially, from my understanding, they like improvised dialogue and then like people made it into like. So it's a it's an interesting uh, thing. <laughs> Why was it too? I don't understand how it was both of them though. I've never understood that, and I've not bothered to look it up. No, and I don't understand why it happened actually. And I, because I feel like if you were just tight, you know, fucking around with the robot, you could figure out how it might sound. But, um, cool. <laughs> Okay, so some of the reviews of this movie, there were some positive reviews. Todd McCarthy from The Hollywood Reporter says, Star Wars The Force Awakens pumps new energy and life into a hollowed franchise in a way that both resurrects old pleasures and points in promising new directions. The Guardian said, our critic was never a Star Wars fan. This time he laughed cried and cheered at a breathtaking sequel by J.J. Abrams with genuine heart and soul. But there were also some critical reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Go ahead. For instance, Salon says that it was the, quote, work of a talented mimic or ventriloquist who can just about cover for the fact that he has nothing much to say. Ouch. And then uh, RogerEbert.com's Gerardo Valero went as far as to accuse the film of plagiarizing a new hope and resorting to nostalgia. He felt that it didn't justify a return to the universe uh, from not having an original story of its own to tell and plot, characters and musical score, negatively comparing it to George Lucas's prequel trilogy and some of its climactic moments or, yeah, felt unearned. I don't know. I liked it. Maybe I did like it because it was an updated New Hope. I think I like oh, that, that makes for sense. that reason too. That yeah. makes sense, you guys, because I liked New Hope, <laughs> and I kind of, I although I enjoyed this movie, I do agree with that last review. That's what it felt like to me too. Uh, it was still very entertaining. It's well done. I like the performances, and visually, it's it's I think astonishing. Like it's it's wild to think that in in you know maybe 10 years we'll look at those effects and think they look quaint mm-hmm. but all the all the all the CGI characters like the little Lupita Nyong'o character um looks like a real thing that's walking around and adjusting its glasses and stuff yeah i thought it was really impressive um technology like i i none of the CGI or whatever bothered me like, like it did mm-hmm. in some of the previous movies i felt like it yeah. was the most sophisticated we've had and it felt like really real so that was enjoyable yeah i agree i like the cgi it didn't take me out of it i thought it was really well done i liked this movie me too i will also say this in in fairness that this is a movie that knows unlike 
the first Star Wars, this movie knows that there's going to be two more movies coming after it and that they're they're setting up, they're introducing these characters um, and the idea is that they're going to be fleshed out more and their stories are going to be told, you know, over the next two. But, um, you know, so I, I, I give them somewhat of a break with the with the new characters because it's it's sort of frustrating because you you have the baggage of the previous canon of, of this uh, history of these movies. And then you have these brand new people that we're supposed to meet and fall in love with right away. And we don't really get as much of a chance to do that. Like Oscar Isaac's in the movie in the beginning, and then he sort of goes away for a while, you know, mm -hmm. and then he comes back and it's like, do I really, I didn't get a chance to get invested in this guy that much to be excited when he is found alive again. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, like there was that feeling of like, oh, okay, he's alive. Like it wasn't like <laughs> meaningful in some way, but it was interesting. Yeah. Um. So, Paul, overall, where does this rank in your uh, fave? You know, how far down in your faves is it? Oh, I would say this is probably this is probably maybe like number five. Okay. Yeah, I I would say that the. My my favorite one, I think, of the whole series, and this is this is maybe a controversial take to some, is um, uh, the Last Jedi, which you're going to watch next, uh, which oh, is next. Oh, okay. This is exciting. Yeah, I I think that was a great combination of of all the of all the Star Wars elements, and and I like what was done with the story and the characters. Um, this one, I think, is right after the. Uh, if it goes Last Jedi and then like the original trilogy in no particular order necessarily, and then this one. All right. All right. Well, I think it's pretty high on my list. I feel like I should be keeping like a running order that I like adjust on paper because I get confused. But I think it's, um, I think I would go Return of the Jedi, um, this Empire Strikes Back, and then it becomes messy after that. <laughs> but you love messy. <laughs> I, I, I love messy. You're messy and you love drama. Yes. Lauren I'm messy and I'm sloppy. <laughs> Lauren loves drama. She lives for it. You're filthy. I'm filthy, messy, sloppy, and I love drama. <laughs> You're moldy. You're a moldy bitch. <laughs> okay, you've taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Paul, is there anything you would like to promote while you're here? Well, I just want to let people know that uh, The Neighborhood Listen, which is a podcast that I do with the great Nicole Parker, um, is uh, out right now on Stitcher Premium. Our, our second season started last week, and um, we are very excited. We take uh, actual posts from Nextdoor and social networking sites like that, and we use them for improv um, where we like interview somebody from the post. Um, Lauren's been on it. We're trying to get Nicole on it at some point. Um, but it's a, it's a really fun show and, uh, yeah, we're very excited to have a new season out there. It's very funny. So everyone should go listen to that. Thank you. Oops, also, you can started. listen, uh, you can, you can review no, this podcast on app. Lauren, are you, what do you say? Lauren, are you okay? Did he go away? Are you Okay. Something just happened weird. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what weird thing happened? Something just happened weird. <laughs> it, it started like doing like a Siri thing where it was writing down everything I was saying like, on oh, the screen. No. And then like a computer talked to me. and was like, if you want to. And then I, I X'd out of it. I don't know what was happening. So I don't know where that was going and I'm scared. <laughs> okay, well... I'm glad we got that situated, but if you want to review this podcast, you can, and we'll read some of the reviews. This person said, such a good time. I couldn't be a bigger Star Wars fan, uh, but I know how important it is to laugh at its flaws. These hosts bring humor and insight that remind us all, in the end, it's fake and in space. Yes, that was from Obi-Wan Cass. This one is from Molly Moo. My people, my boyfriend wanted me to watch all the Star Wars right when this came out. This is a gift from the force itself and has helped me in more ways than you know. Has me crying laughing. Imagine your boyfriend wanting you to watch or understand all the Star Wars and some of your fave comedians makes a freaking podcast of the exact thing you're going through. Galactic Soul Sisters. And that was from Molly Moo. Oh, I got one right here. This podcast is awesome. I love Nicole and Lauren. They make me giggle so much. 
My screen name is internet user 69. <laughs> wow. We have a non-believer out there, folks. <laughs> Paul doesn't think these are real. Paul thinks no, they're that- fake. <laughs> How rude. I just wanted to have fun and read a review. <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, we have one more loved by a lifelong Star Wars lover. I'm a huge Nicole fan and this is my first ride with Lauren and I could not have been more pleased. The wrestling through of the excessive amount of galaxy is brave and these two just take it in stride. The fanfic episode is possibly the funniest podcast I have ever listened to ever. Oh, that's Obs McMahon. McMahon. Thank you. Lauren, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Well, you know, in these trying times, um, everything's shut down. So I am going to be on Good Girls, which is going to be airing on NBC pretty soon. My episodes will be out. I'm in the eighth episode starting at that point. And um, those are also put onto Hulu the next day. So you can check that out. Oh, I was going to say that while I'm in quarantine mode, I am watch- trying to watch like a classic I've never seen uh, as often as possible. So two days in a row I've done it. I watched Heartburn with Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson, um, which was fantastic. And then yesterday I watched Kill Bill Volume 1, which I had never seen, and I loved it. I just watched Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2 back-to-back. How wild. Oh, whoa. Oh, boy. We have the same brain. Um, (laughs) Do you have anything you want to plug? Yes, I have a book coming out. It was pushed to June 2nd, but it's hashtag very fat, hashtag very brave. The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Hashtag Brave and Not a Dejected Melancholy Down in the Dumps Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini. You can pre-order it with the links in my bio or go to my website, NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com. Also, season four of Nailed It will be, uh, we'll have an air date. So that's fun. Yay! I love watching Nailed It. Oh, thank you, Lauren. You were so funny on it. Nailed It is terrific. It was Paul, so fun. we got to get you on Nailed It. Anytime, baby. Oh, my God. Anytime. You need to be on. I okay. love looking at cakes. <laughs> well, this was very fun. Thanks for brightening my uh, solo time in my house. I mean, Mike's here, but, you know, it starts to feel <laughs> like you're alone. <laughs> Mike, only, Mike only goes so far. <laughs> Well, I wish you all uh, peace through this journey. Yes, I wish you love (laughs) and happiness. But above all things, I wish you joy. Wow, that's beautiful. You should write that down. I want the force (laughs) to be with you. Ah, yes. And the force with you, too. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) That would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on the show for what is going to go down in history as your worst episode. But it was (laughs) it was so much fun, even in this weird uh, 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 halting circumstance to talk with you about this movie. I love I love the podcast and I'm so grateful that you had me on. Thanks for doing it. You were the best person to have on in this circumstance because you could handle it. (laughs) No, I'm I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I'm filled with rage right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, love you guys. guys. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Beep boop. That was a HeadGum Podcast.